0: watching out the front window you were looking down at your phone and that definitely does not help the situation and two okay we live in a city that has a lot of curves in all the roads there's not okay. i mean many streets.
1: check your local listings because there's curves everywhere
0: yeah but yeah, our city has a lot
1: and there's no yeah correct um i think it was that particular model of car so we're not, we're oh, not going to, yeah, no, I'm yeah. not going to say what it was, yeah, I'm not going to say what it was, but just sitting back there, was just, oh my goodness, go left and right, and every time there was like, every time I felt like she was uh, swerving in and out of cars, and it wasn't like that, like, it was very dramatic in the back,
0: yeah, it's accentuated,
1: mm-hmm. it was made worse, yes, okay, well, that's how I wanted to start the show,
0: that the back is the worst.
1: The I didn't used to be sick like that, and now like the I hope this isn't. The back makes a... you sick. <laughs> I always get sick in the back. I always do, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Start the show on the joke, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, come in, listen, enjoy. It's time for shut up. I love you. Bye DNR. Thank you so much for finding us. Uh, the show is a i i s I'd like to say the show is about D and B, but it's not really about DMB.
0: Except that it is.
1: But it is. I mean, anyways. D and B. Uh Thanksgiving this week.
0: I have a chicken thing.
1: Yeah. So we we have we actually have do. poultry stories. In us, all of us, everyone. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of everyone in this one. Um uh, my name is David. I put the T and DNR in. This is Rachel. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning, David. How, how was your week?
0: I mean, fine. My week was fine. I'm here. I'm recording again. It was a good, successful week.
1: Yeah, no, it was good. It was, uh, it was just a normal, I felt like a normal week. I mean, I'm, I'm still, I still feel like I'm busy, but just not as busy, if that makes sense
0: give it give it just a minute
1: <laughs> it's only a matter of time yeah
0: thank it's you coming.
1: yeah thank you friends thank you so much for hanging out with us wherever you, wherever you find yourself today thank you we're we're grateful that you're spending that moment with us and in uh, maybe you're listening to us while taking a shower and drinking a beer shower beer shower beers, um and we're grateful that you're spending that time with us we're so grateful wherever you find yourself drinking a beer we're grateful that you're drinking that beer with us thank you thank you thank you it just means the world to us um please if this is your first time listening to us try three of them um we we hope after three we hope uh We hope that we can get it
0: right for you. I'm sorry it took so long for you to find us. But we're (laughs) here now and we're doing it. And you're now my friend.
1: Yeah. And um, please rate, review, subscribe. And anywhere you download podcasts, iTunes.
0: (laughs) You said subscribe.
1: I said subscribe. Okay. No, I have a tendency to not say the word. Finish the word. Yeah. Uh, rate, review, <laughs> subscribe. Anywhere you download podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify, all the places where, everywhere, anywhere you download podcasts, we are gently, gently waiting for you. Thank you ever so much. So, um, with that being said, it is uh, a couple things I wanted to uh, touch on Dave Matthews for a second. I know. We start to show the shows about Dave Matthews. Touch
0: on (laughs) topics about the band. Yes, correct. Yes.
1: Yeah. So um, I said words last week, and I got busted on those words. And I don't know. I stand by the words because we just said it. I don't finish my thoughts ever. I say stuff without engaging full context. Right? I enjoy Dave Matthews as a singer. I think he is a very good singer. I like watching him sing. I think he's talented and and all of those things. I said last week that when somebody argues with me, that's the part I didn't say, is when somebody argues with me about Dave Matthews being a bad singer, I don't know that I can rebut that. I don't know that I have rebuttals. Like... If somebody says, "Well, he's just a bad singer," I understand.
0: They're entitled to their opinion.
1: Yeah, and I I understand where they're coming from, though, because the grovelly voice and the, you know I get it. I I totally understand that. I mean, if you say they're not musicians, then you're totally you lost all credit with me. But you're just like, "Oh, I just don't, he's just a bad singer." Okay, I get. I personally don't believe that he is a bad singer. However, I said those words last week and I feel like I said them out of context. I was arguing with a fictitious person that did not come through on the show. So, I wanted to make sure I said that out loud like a correction on my words. It's okay. not really a correction.
0: I mean, a little bit. <laughs>
1: Yes, so I like Dave Matthews as a singer. I enjoy him very much, obviously. I mean, we've done this for a long time. Um, so uh, it's not that I don't, but when somebody argues with me, I it's I find it hard to argue that point, you know? Okay. You have nothing to say.
0: I, I mean, it's a matter of preference. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... I love listening to Joe Cocker sing, and he's definitely a worse singer than Dave Matthews.
1: Yeah, it's a voice thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's probably people out there that don't like Joe Cocker because of his voice.
0: Yeah, so it's just what your preference is. Okay,
1: okay. Well, then maybe I didn't have to correct myself. I always have to correct myself.
0: Yeah, you do. But the thing is the The correction is that you didn't finish your full opinion. Mm -hmm. You you think he has a nice singing voice that you like to listen to. Yes, I didn't say those words. Can understand why someone would say that they think he is a bad singer.
1: Yes, that was my point.
0: Yes. Yeah. And he's been working on that. Yeah.
1: So, f- uh, friends, I challenge you to go back to last week's episode and, and take a listen and, and decide for yourself. You know, check uh, check me out, I guess. keep me Keep me in check. Did I say it right? Did I say it wrong?
0: You said it wrong the first time, but okay. you said it right the second time.
1: Okay. Awesome.
0: I mean, I'll check you out, <laughs> but I will also keep you in check. <laughs> okay. Not everyone else should check you out. I mean, I guess they can if they want to, but... I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um. So I, it's fall where we live, mm-hmm. and one of the vegetables that are in season at this time are squash. Squash is very much in season right now. All the squash, um, gourds, mm-hmm. things like the the p word. What's that? P gourd. The um. What? What'd you say? <laughs> yes. Well, okay. <laughs> um, but I made acorn squash. I made... Yes, David, I said it. Okay. Um, a couple weeks ago, I made acorn squash, and you didn't eat it. I think no. you had a bite. Okay. Um, but this week, again, I made acorn squash. And the leaf... Looked at us and said, I just want to eat the skin. I don't want to eat the squash. And I was like, you know what? Okay. I mean, yeah. Sure. Felt,
1: she ripped off the skin, and of an ate acorn it. squash, and ate it.
0: You actually tried to keep it from her initially. And as soon as you got up to refill your glass of water, she ate it. Ate the acorn squash skin, yeah. the, peel, the peel, the shell, the outside.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't, I never in my life, ever wanted to eat that it's only ever been the meat of the squash but
1: and nobody eats squash in general
0: i mean yeah a lot of people do yeah yeah i mean who me for one
1: this is crazy
0: there's people that i know of my mom my sister <laughs> i'm not sure my brother enjoyed it
1: so hopefully here later we'll we'll, we'll get to have that conversation yeah, on what on what you can and cannot eat
0: and I'm sure that somebody's gonna call in and be like, "You can't eat the peel of the acorn squash because it causes blah blah blah." Um, I I didn't look it up. I just assumed you can eat it. I mean, yeah. I cooked it. It wasn't like it was raw or anything. Yeah, you cleaned can eat it, any. cooked it. Yeah. No, like you shouldn't eat apple seeds because they contain traces of arsenic. Mm-hmm. So there might be something like that. Yeah. But it's too late now. Yeah. Um. But it's so crazy to me—the things most children only want mac and cheese and chicken nuggets, and she.
1: Yeah, she, I was surprised to see her rip off the squash and really and eat, and then she had two of them. Like she. Yeah, she like, was down. She went, she went back for more.
0: She enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yay. Humble brag. I guess that's a win. Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> her kids eat acorn squash. Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know that that's a brag. No, it's not. You're getting this all wrong,
1: man. I'm getting it all wrong, man. Uh, So uh, we had uh, somebody bring up to us this week that uh, he he goes, our friend goes, you remember Y2K? Yeah. He's like, that's going to be 20 years ago this year. This New Year's Eve is 20 years for Y2K. And I was like, holy shit. Bam, you're right. Yeah, that feels like just because of how, like, how ingrained that how big it was, how big that um event. Yeah, that New Year's like it that was supposed to be craziness. Yeah, I mean there was people like stocking up.
0: Yeah, in like food the shelters. The end of the
1: world. The end of the world was going to happen twenty years ago. But it was like twenty years ago. <laughs> And it felt, oh, uh, I just, that New Year's Eve was just so ingrained in my head that it was just not a traumatic event because nothing happened because it was the biggest, <laughs> <laughs> it was the biggest hoax, I guess.
0: It wasn't a hoax. There was like one computer somewhere in the Midwest <laughs> that went down. I don't know.
1: So, friends, if you if you if you don't remember this, do you remember where you were (laughs) when when Y2K happened? Yeah,
0: I thought about that. Uh, I remembered where I was. Do you? Yeah, it was my senior year in high school. Okay, that's I'm dropping my age now. Yeah, I mean that's fine. But
1: um, I was out of high school. Yeah, at that point, and um, in college, but it was like it was. I was living with my mom I think even. Um I don't remember what I did that New Year's Eve though. I really think I just stayed home. I don't know that I went anywhere.
0: I, I that does not sound like you at all. I know. That does not set that you. I know who you are, and I know most of who you were as a person at that time. And you had to have been out somewhere, even if it was just going and drinking at your buddy's house.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I was twenty one.
0: You weren't uh, twenty one.
1: I was not twenty one.
0: You were going to be twenty one that mm-hmm. year, um, but. That never stopped you from <laughs> drinking? Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure it's past yeah. the point of what's the statute, the statute, of, limitations the statute of limitations has that on run out on that one. <laughs> underage <laughs> drinking 20 years ago. <laughs>
1: uh, sir, Literally. I, I, I'd like to arrest you right now for underage drinking <laughs> 20 Half years ago. Half of your life ago. <laughs> Remember Y2K, the... <laughs> <laughs> we have found evidence that you were uh intoxicated that evening and you weren't quite twenty one yet. Do we need to bring you in?
0: <laughs> I don't think we can do not this government. I'm sure yeah. that there is a government out there that can do that, but not this one.
1: Not this one. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna go ahead and let me slide on that. Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: It's okay, so Did you do anything? Did you prep anything? Did you try to change any? Did your family change anything on the way they did? Nope. I think my family got like a couple extra cases of water.
0: Yep. That sounds like your mom.
1: Yeah, it would have. She
0: probably bought a few cans of corn.
1: Yeah, it probably would have lasted us a
0: week. Yeah. Yeah. No, we did zero things.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, obviously, you were right.
0: I'm. I'm not sure that I was worried about it. Okay. I lived in a city, so like if the end of the world was gonna happen, I, there were people around me that I could, I don't know, cannibalize for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> zombie Are apocalypse. You,
1: zombie apocalypse. Are you the type of people? Nope. That- <laughs> I'm not. That would be eaten. You're if gonna- something happened.
0: Oh, I will be eaten. You think? I yeah.
1: I don't. Know. I think you, we're survivors.
0: You definitely are a survivor, and as long as you want to keep me around, you're gonna help me survive. Okay. But if you weren't around, I would be done quick. Yeah.
1: You really think so?
0: I mean, I don't know. I guess that depends on the kids. I would definitely protect and help my children. Mm. Like, I would keep them afloat. You're a survivor. You are.
1: How do you know that? What's the qualities that I have that makes me a survivor?
0: I mean... The fact that you're a fifth degree black belt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like you're going to beat up anybody that comes through the door. Your, are uh, you're, I don't know what it's called. Your stockpile of ammunitions that you have buried in the backyard. A prepper. Yeah.
1: I'm a prepper. No.
0: Like you have a militia, but you don't have a militia. A militia is a group of people. Yeah. You have an armory. Yeah. Buried in our backyard. I do not. (laughs) I don't. You're also not a fifth degree black belt, David. You didn't correct that one.
1: (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) You are a a weapon of destruction. I am a weapon of mass destruction. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: I know how to boil water. I can start a fire. Yeah. And I can cook food. I
1: mean, that's pretty much all you need. Fire and food? Yeah. Okay. We have plenty of woods around, so we have all kinds of wood. We have firewood. There's a,
0: I don't think I would drink water out of that stream up back. I'd have to boil it first, let it sit for a couple hours, cool off.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, there's plenty of squirrels in the trees. That's
0: all you, buddy. (laughs) That's all you, buddy. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I can forage (laughs) for nuts and berries.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, friends, we'd like to know what what'd you do for Y two K? Where where were you at? What'd you do? Did you uh, uh did you do anything? Did you prep anything? Or wh- where'd you go on that? Then yeah, hit us up at Shut Up I Love You at uh, Shut Up I Love You Gmail. Wait a minute, Shut Up I Love You Podcast at gmail.com Oh my goodness, you're not
0: even yeah. drunk.
1: I'm all wrong. Maybe that's what's wrong.
0: You need to be drunk.
1: So, friends, I'm I'm drinking tea.
0: That doesn't sound pompous and arrogant. <laughs> Humble brag. Um, I'm drinking tea. Tonight. I'm drinking. Yeah. Wait, what kind of um, tea are you drinking? Um, 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 Oolong. 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 Oolong tea. Yes. Yeah. Humble brag. H- how is it? <laughs> yeah, it's fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Rachel's drinking drinking Beer. beers, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm drinking tea.
0: <laughs> Who's the man now? <laughs>
1: who's going to be the survivor now?
0: <laughs> <Really? mind. laughs> I'm sure I'll go <laughs> beat up a deer for you. <laughs> here, gut this.
1: <laughs> okay friends, here here we go. Um I like this past week we had um Friendsgiving. Yeah. Right? We we had a bunch of friends uh, hang out.
0: I looked that up and uh, that comes directly from a specific liqueur commercial oh, is that, where that was coined. Oh, was yeah. it coined yeah. in a commercial? It was uh, for for know, liquor, as, yeah.
1: As much much of our life is coined in a commercial. <laughs> so, all of it. <laughs> Everything. Anyway, so, it, so anyways, yeah,
0: Friendsgiving.
1: Friendsgiving, and I, I described Friendsgiving giving to somebody I work with who was just surprised by it. Like, really? You. It was oh, an
0: older person, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You're like
1: I was like yeah. You always Thanksgiving. You're always spending that time with your family, but you have a group of friends that you hang out with that you don't really like. These people probably hang out with more, so you don't get to go hang out with them during Thanksgiving because they're really not. I mean, your friends and your your family. Thanksgiving's meant to be with your family. So, anyways, but uh, I know I'm rambling here because I, I, we brought a friend in. We brought Chef Jim to come in and talk Thanksgiving with us. Hey, sh- hey, Chef, you here? I am here. (laughs) So awesome. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, And uh, yeah, like, so this episode is going to come out maybe a couple days after Thanksgiving. But however, it it is part of our week and we love talking about our week and and social aspects of life. So uh, none other better to talk to than Chef Jim. So um, before we get into all that, though, let's catch up a little bit. How you been? Like what, what you been up to?
2: Oh, wow. Uh, it, uh, lots of travel, which is c- always great. Um, you know, certainly live in the, the restaurant world and, and all the tribulations that go along with that. Uh, looking forward to release dates for maybe a summer tour. You know, you never know what's going on.
0: We're getting um, excited.
2: Yeah, you know, just keeping busy. I'm actually, um, Secret Seeker. been working on a book for a while now, and it, it looks awesome. like it's starting to get some legs. So, yeah, you know, always you know, keeping busy. Yeah. I love your writing.
1: You you really, you are a good writer and I enjoy reading your work. So yeah, let us know. We'd love to have you back on and and chat your book a little bit. So yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Oh, you go on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, you did say uh, travel there. Um, are we allowed to say like you took an awesome trip, right?
2: Uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I was, uh, about 1982 miles away over on the uh, Adriatic coast of Italy.
1: Yeah. That's a trip of a lifetime, man. Like it, get, get into it. Tell us all about, we want to know everything that happened.
2: Oh boy. Happy <laughs> to do so. So it, it, it's kind of cool. It goes back about 10 years. Uh, there was a chef from, from this little particular town visiting the, the, the small Isle of Delaware. And, um, we, we, we quickly hit it off and, and, and he and I have remained friends and, and, and culinary professionals, you know, in, in the, the food world, we speak virtually no uh, common language other than food. Cause he, he absolutely insists on not learning English <laughs> and I'm terrible with, with Italian. Uh, I've had this, this unwritten uh, language of food over the years. And I visited uh, over there in the past and different capacities, either when I was a teacher or just kind of on my own, and and he's visited here and um, done some culinary demos in this area, and I I had the opportunity to head back, and, um, you know, it's it's a drive up to Newark, and it's a flight up to Rome, and then it's renting a car from Rome and driving all the way across the country all in one day, so I think with the time change and the flight and everything, I think I'm up for about, I don't know, like 136 hours or something like that, Uh. it it really... (laughs) Maybe a slight exaggeration, but it it seems like a lifetime of travel. But um, you know, it's it's a I I spend time in this little tiny mountaintop town. Um, I mean, when I say tiny, I think there's like six or seven hundred people in residence. Okay. Um, it's it's a walled town that has, you know, one pasta shop and one pizza shop and one really good bakery and everybody knows everybody else. And when you walk down the street, it takes like 45 minutes to go a block because everybody's going to stop and talk to you. Um, even though you have absolutely no understanding of what they're saying, it's still a great experience. And um, I spent about, I, th- I guess this last trip was five days and I got to spend some time working in the pasta shop and, um, working in a little pa- patisserie, yeah. pa- is that right? Yeah. Something like that, <laughs> uh, pastry shop. Uh, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it's just absolutely remarkable and it's just a different way of living and, and I go and I disconnect as much as possible. And of course I take along some, some DMB with me and, and, and that's about it. And I spend time wandering the town and, um, You know, just soaking it up and it's really kind of that, you know, without sounding trite, it's really hitting that, that, that reset button and and, and getting back to simple living and just, you know, enjoying the pace of nothingness and, and being disconnected from all the online distractions, um, yeah, you know, uh, pre- present company excluded. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, I mean, we loved following along. I I loved everything that was coming out of your feed, all the pictures, all the beautiful inspiration stuff. So, like, it was nice. It was a breath of fresh air to 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 watch that and, and to really enjoy your trip with you. I felt like uh, we got to spend a little bit of time in Italy ourselves. You, you know? glimpse
0: it, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, um, I'm so glad to hear that, and, and I truly do enjoy sharing, and, and when I do post, I, I, I spend a lot of time laboring over the quality of the pictures <laughs> and the content and, and what I have to say, uh, so I'm, I'm glad that came through because I really do like to share it, and it's, the little area that I'm in is, is very um, untraveled to, so I, I tend not to talk too, too much about it because I don't want to get get spoiled, and I want to keep it my own little piece of the world.
1: Yeah, Awesome. Um did you do you how often have you gone and do you, uh do you learn anything every time you go?
2: Oh, I learn uh, from the second I get on the plane I learn um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's just so much to soak up but um this is actually my fourth my fourth time over there. Okay. Um which you know and and again it's been spread out over 10 years so it's Um, you know, I've seen little kids grow up and, and at the same time, there's, there's people that I consider friends that I've only seen again for, for, you know, four times over 10 years, but you know, it's, it, it it truly is, you know, taking your foot off the gas, coasting into a different lifestyle. And, you know, from the, the, of course the food is, is a thing for me, you know, the seasonality of everything it's, you know, in this country, we talk a lot about local and seasonal and all that there it's, it's It's just like that by default because there's that's it. Those are the only options. Yeah. Um, you know, and the, the agriculture just blows me away every time I actually had the opportunity this past time to, uh, see the olive harvest and actually watch olives go from, from tree to, to bottle of oil. And that was absolutely yeah. fascinating. Wow. Uh, and yeah, I mean just, and you know, I don't know what I was expecting you know, some factory with, bottles and chemicals and all that and it is it is not that at all it is literally like leaves getting plucked out of bins of olives and then this grinding process and then next thing you know there's a bottle of oil and that was it and that you know it's it, it it's eye-opening that you know food doesn't just come from the shelf that it actually comes from somewhere or, or something and and that was really really just just kind of a cool experience yeah.
0: so my aunt has been to italy a couple of times and one lesson she taught me with oil since you were talking about it is that first cold pressed is so important and i never knew so like i started buying a better olive oil and i always look for first cold press and it makes such a difference in flavor in what i'm cooking And yeah, those little things that once you see it and once you learn it, it becomes ingrained like, oh, I didn't realize how important this was, but this is how it has to be now.
2: Oh, absolutely. And, you know, so there, there's your first cooking lesson for the for the today's podcast is don't ever cook with extra virgin olive oil in terms of heating it up. You always want to use it cold yes. or you will impart a bitterness to your dish and you won't know where it comes from. But it's actually coming. The tannins are produced from overheating really good olive oil. So there you go. There's the first tip.
1: <laughs> OK, <Yay>. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and you're right, though. There is a level of there's there's not. Walmart's probably around the corner to go run and grab whatever you need grocery. Oh, I need a, a bag of strawberries right now. So I'm just going to run to straw uh, Walmart and there's uh 20 boxes of strawberries. Just say, Hey, you know, it's whether they're in season or whether they're not in season is what you and, have to cook with.
2: And I absolutely love it. I, I think that that, that element of it really brings kind of, you know, what, what we should be doing to life, you know, Unfortunately, you know, you tell somebody in this country, hey, you can't have a tomato in your hamburger in February and they're going to burn your restaurant down. (laughs) Um, But, you know, this last time I was there, it was truly the end of the harvest. So there wasn't a ton of stuff around. And, of course, there weren't tomatoes, but there were really great greens. Um, You know, zucchini was still popping around. And that was about the extent of it. And, like, that's that. And You don't have a choice. And I I think that it's not a constraint. It's actually a pretty good guiding light on how to eat um, and and how to keep things sustainable just by living off of the land and not shipping stuff, you know, 4,000 miles away. And, you know, uh, the the whole reduction in the carbon footprint, it's just it's just automatic. And I I just I just respect the hell out of it for for them not buckling to the fact that, yeah, you know, we, we can ship stuff all over the place and they just opt not to. And that's, that's very respectable.
0: It's not as good. It's not when it's not fresh, it's not as good. But yeah, it spoiled me likes having that option, likes having those things. But I, you can definitely tell when something's fresh and in season.
2: I, I, I agree with you. And I think there's a lot of times where, where, yes, you definitely want to have those things and it's just, you know, Again, the the, the restaurant professional in me is is the first one to tell you that um, produce, for instance, is the only commodity that when the price is up, the quality is down and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So in the the height of seasonality, when everything is absolutely wonderful, the price is the best. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of makes sense. You know, in the middle of winter, you know, everybody's, you know, chocolate covered strawberries. I can't think of a sillier thing to do in the middle of winter than to take something that's been flown or shipped on a boat who knows how far flush with ethylene gas to make it look pretty. It tastes awful and you're paying a super premium for it. Just wait a few months and get the real thing. So
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah that's awesome. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And I'm going to go off on a tangent here too, because I mean, I like it, it makes sense a little bit. Part of, um, I, I've heard other people say, and I, and I don't actually know the source, but part of our, um, Americans, Uh, unhealthy lifestyle is the fact that we do have grocery stores around the corner and we can go get whatever we want, whenever we want. And it's right there readily available for us that, um, you know, that is the worst thing for our diets because of that.
2: I, uh, uh, again, absolutely agree. And I think that, you know, we, we talk about making changes not only in, in our, our eating, which, which promotes better health. And we talk about making changes in, in how we purchase to increase, you know, and better environmental health. Um, but I think we, we we aren't quite serious enough about it. Not, not yet. You know, I think getting away, you know, the, the whole straw thing, I think that's wonderful what you're talking about. Barely a start, you know, let's get rid of paper products and all those disposables. I just actually, like I said, I, I've been to Italy four times and I just noticed this past time, You know, I I went to one of the, a a larger city nearby where I was visiting and I noticed it was very clean and it wasn't that there wasn't like dirt and debris, but I noticed that there wasn't trash and I realized nothing is packed to go. There's, you want a cup of coffee, you go inside like a, like a human being with, with some civility and you have a cup of coffee. You sit
0: and you drink it. You sit, you drink and you go. Or,
2: you know, and even on the, you know, driving across the autostrada, which is a whole other conversation, because you're driving across <laughs> Italy at like light speed. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I finally What's stopped at one of the speed
0: limit. <laughs>
2: yeah, and and they have posted speed limits, but I, Ooh. yeah, not, not so much. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but it, they're they're great drivers and they're terrifying drivers all at the same time. But again, that's a whole other conversation. But I I, I stopped day and I noticed that there's even a counter there that you stand and you like, like a human being, you take a breath, you have a cup of coffee, you get back in your car and you go. And, you know, just automatically the the reduction in trash was, was remarkable. And this was the first time I noticed that, but you know, we, we have to get serious about it. You know, again, the whole straw thing, that's cool and all, but you still have a plastic cup, you know, and, you know, start traveling with your handy dandy, um, you know, Nalgene. Shameless plug for my friends at Reverb. Um, you, you you travel with your Nalgene or your your insulated mug, and, and off you go, and you can eliminate the whole disposables thing. But that's again, that's a whole other topic. But there you go. Yeah, yeah.
0: small steps.
1: Yeah, but it starts with conversation, though. It starts with people saying words and 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 it, you know, here and now and all of those things. So yeah, however small, but it's it's a start, and we have to you know, the first step is hardest of all. So The yeah. first step
2: is if you want to make a change. That's <laughs> absolutely right. Um,
0: we, I, uh four out of the five days a week, I pack my kids' lunches. And I, most of the time, will pack them some sort of sandwich. And we use reusable sandwich bags. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I have plastic ones that you hand wash or can throw in the dishwasher. And I also have cloth ones that can just go straight into the laundry. I like the cloth ones better, but I have both. And um, I've used them sometimes when I'm taking something to work, a snack or whatever that I would put in a little baggie. I just, you know, these are what I have. So this is what I use. And a lot of my coworkers are seeing this and what is this? What a great concept. And I'm starting to see some people getting them on their own that yeah you you have to start small you have to start somewhere yeah. it's yeah, but it's if if that. everybody
1: eliminates one plastic bag from their life every day, that maybe the end result is a lot of plastic bags yeah. being gone out it's of everyone's just life, just
0: like peeing in the shower.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not sure how, how you make that connection, but let's hope that. Uh, you know.
1: <laughs> Leave it to Rachel. Leave it to Rachel. <laughs> so, so Chef, I, I like I. Uh, One of the things that has been kind of a hot topic in in our lives, you you kind of brought up uh, a couple weeks ago, and I I kind of wanted to ask the questions because uh, our experience, we had an experience with kids in restaurants, and our experience was I coach a softball team. I have a team of 12 little girls that are eight years old, and they play tournament softball. And after tournaments, we like to go to a restaurant. And all the families get to sit and chat and socialize. And of course, there's libations, you know, chit-chatting. But after the food is done, uh, there there may be an, one extra beer on the table. So we'll sit and, and BS while we're drinking that beer. However, there's also kids running around now, I don't want to say running around the whole restaurant but you it's hard to keep them
0: still they so want to we'll, go back and forth and yeah. look at each other's stuff and switch you know play. switch seats yeah. and
1: play on their video games and their handheld to, you know and I'm not yelling at them to oh stay in your seat you got to sit here and, and you know it's that end of the meal where you know you kind of pull your seat back a little bit and you know kind of sit back in the chair and and have your beverage in your hand and and get get to socialize a, a minute. However, the restaurant manager basically told us he didn't want kids running around in his restaurant, and I was almost offended by it. Like, how, like, where else am I supposed to bring my kids? You know, like I have all these kids. I'm bringing you all this money. You know I mean, because our bills would be, you know, we're we're paying healthy bills when we walk out of the and it's. Eight, eight families pay, with yeah. four kids each, you know, or two, two kids. kids each, yeah. right? Anyways, um, and then you made mention of it. You said, I'll never, your tweet, and I'm not going to quote it or whatever, but you made mention to, to kids running around in restaurants. So, um, like, what, your perspective may be a little bit different than ours.
2: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so the gloves are off buddy <laughs> here, we no, here we go because i'm coming
1: up from a different angle and you you obviously being in the restaurant world you have a very specific angle you know you see it from the other side
2: well I, and i'm not only you know I, I i like to consider myself a restaurant professional <laughs> depending <laughs> on who you ask um but you know i I like to go out to restaurants, too. So my perspective, you know, the reason I I, I tweeted out one day, I I was, you know, working in the restaurant and there were kids just going absolutely bonkers. Um, I don't mean, you know, crying at the table or like an infant that's, you know, looking for something to eat. I mean, four, five, six, seven year olds just absolutely, you know sliding across tables and jumping off chairs and just running around and causing havoc for for not only the guests but the the, the people working there. I think that there is maybe not a, a, a cement line of, you know, this is acceptable behavior and this is unacceptable behavior because I, I think, you know, you should expose kids to restaurant experiences. I absolutely think that kids belong in restaurants because they should try new things and they should be exposed to new foods and we should get rid of <laughs> – Again, a whole other topic. We should get rid of kids' menus. Why? Because I want kids to be exposed to yeah. ethnic food and, and and the food that their parents eat. And we yeah. can come back to that. But <laughs> yeah. you know, the 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 whole running around thing. Yes, it's 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 disruptive to to other diners, but it's also messing up the flow of the restaurant itself. And there's also a risk for for safety. Um, I, I and again, it's not you know, hey, you've got you know a two year old that's throwing you know Cheerios on the ground. Listen, everybody's been a kid at some point, or you know, hopefully they'll admit to that. Um, but, you know, if, you, if you've got kids, you should be able to go out and, and have a meal. I think there are different rules for different establishments, too. I think if you're a fine dining operation, no, I don't think necessarily, you know, a screaming three-year-old needs to be there to disrupt, a you know, $180, you know, a, a, a cover meal. At yeah. the same time, if you're at a place that's, you know, a, a, a casual or, you know, a, a coffee shop or a quick serve. Absolutely. Have at it. There's nothing wrong with it's that. It's more acceptable. Sure. And I, and, and I hate this. And I, and I, I mean, no offense to anybody listening to this, but sometimes parents need to parent, Yeah. you know, I think just, you know, the, the, the restaurant is not a daycare. The people that work there are not, you know, there to look after your kids, Uh And nor should they be expected to. And, and, and I, I, listen, everybody, we've talked enough and you, you know me, I'm, I'm not a, a hard ass for, for lack of better terms, but I think that there are times where, you know, parents need to, you know, be off your phone, pay attention to your kid. If your kid is, you know, running up and down the steps and there's people trying to get through, that's disruptive. Yeah. And I think that, you know. Again, I go back to kids should be in restaurants. I think that you know a lot of learning about different ethnicities and cultures comes from sitting around the table and talking about a really cool you know bowl of of fa and what does that mean and what does you know piri piri spice mean and why would you eat piri piri in East Africa and and you know where does that come from? I think those are really important elements. Again, the other, the other side of it is you know. I'm sitting here talking to my friends and I'm on my phone and my kid is just, you know, you know, hopped up on sugar and is like, you know, swinging from the POS system while, you know, like there's a server that just like tumbled on them and spilled like a hot pot of coffee all over a table. That's pretty extreme, but you never know.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Like you definitely have to keep your kids in check. Uh, I agree with that 100%. However, like when, there i don't want to say there has to be some kind of leaning, but you're right i mean 100% you changed my perspective just so you know like it's it's not that
0: no it's we've we've always agreed with that we agree with everything you're saying yes um in the the place that we were at is a uh and I, I, I mean, I want to call it a tavern, but it's a family friendly tavern. it's it's bar friendly food and the the like. Um, so that is definitely an establishment where we would expect to be able to let our kids relax a little bit. Mm. Um but we like at this particular establishment, we even tried to get, like, the party room a private area so that, we weren't disrupting anyone else and they flat out said no cuz they didn't want to set it up they didn't want to you know it it's more work and i understand that but you know that we're bringing eight families there and they tell us yes bring them here and then we do it and then they say you know what never mind let's not do that anymore <laughs> like that's on you <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah, that's not our fault. And (laughs) And, with our two children in particular, we're pretty stern on the rules of the establishment and, you know, following... If if we were to take them to, uh, you know, Pizza Mouse Place, I don't expect them (laughs) to sit with their hands in their laps and be quiet the whole time. I expect them to get up and run around and have fun. But if I take them to... Uh, you know, a fancy Italian restaurant where it's a minimum three-course meal, There, I expect them to sit in their seat the whole time. Yeah. So. And,
2: I, and I, I think, quite honestly, I think we, we agree on this. I think that there are times where yes they should they should be comfortable in a place that they can kind of let down a little bit and i and i see no problem with that and i think restaurants have a certain obligation too because you know what your money spends just like everybody else's yeah. and as a restaurant you know say owner operator you know you have crayons or whatever available you have you know, something to distract kids. Maybe you bring food out at, you know, before the adults, you know, there's nothing wrong with dropping, you know, some really cool French fries in a cool like paper cone and sending it out to the table. So the kids have something to eat and and keep them distracted. And I also think there's a responsibility for the parents that, you know, you, you have to parent. And I, and I think we're probably saying the same thing. Um, I, I think there's definitely, and I, man, I'm going to get in trouble for this one, but I think there's definitely a Demographic slash age segment slash one of those generation that ends with a letter kind of thing, (laughs) where there's there and I and this is another that's going to get me slapped. But the whole entitlement thing of you know I'm here and I can do what I want and my kid can do whatever they want and damn you if you tell them otherwise. Okay, Uh, I got a problem with that. Yeah, I agree. I got a problem with that. And I yeah. think other people do as well. It's it's no different than going in a movie theater, um, you know, and you're sitting there and, and the people in front of you are talking. Is that their time to relax and enjoy the, the surrounds? Of course. But there's also an obligation to the people around them to shut the yeah. hell up. It just so
0: happens I had that exact discussion with my brother this weekend that um, he took his two young girls to go see a new movie. And um, his two-year-old... Watched the entire movie, was engaged the entire time, but she was also um, up moving around, standing on the rail, going back and forth from mom and mom to dad kind of thing. But they went at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. I felt like that perfect. was very acceptable. Yeah, if sure, you, absolutely. If you went to 10, 10 p.m. on a Friday night then yeah. I would be a little bit, you know, hey, sure. you know, what are you, what are you doing? So, yeah, there are definitely, a t- it's a time and place, you know, establishment kind of a situation, agreed. Yeah,
2: um, I, I, And I think the same thing could be said for even the type of movie. If you're taken to a, a G-rated movie, then you expect a certain amount of noise and commotion. And I think that, and like you said, a Saturday at 10 o'clock is one thing. But if you're going to an R-rated movie on a Friday night, then no. Kids should sit still, or they shouldn't be there. And again, it comes down to parents. Agreed. I hate to say it, but parents need to parent once in a while. Agreed. And Agreed. and listen, we all make mistakes, and it's and sometimes it's a challenge. You know, you know, if you want to correct a, a a guest at a restaurant, you can certainly make a mistake by doing that. Um, and I also think parents can make mistakes as well, and the, and yeah. that happens. And you learn from those experiences. <laughs> I think we're saying the exact same thing. Yeah. I yeah. think yeah, you know yeah. it's. You know, my, my perspective on it just was I can't believe these parents are so. And it, and it wasn't even, a, it wasn't, my, my tweet wasn't even really um, a commentary on, on the kids as much as it was the parents. Like, yeah. these guys were so engaged and self involved. And their kids were just going crazy. And I was like, how dare you do that? Yeah. Um, and it's funny because that tweet, I just did it kind of as a goof. And I was, i was like I said, I was doing some other work. And it stirred so much activity. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is kind of cool. Maybe I just need to, you know, instead of planning out my, my social media involvement, I just need to just just go for broke well, and I just let it lose <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah I mean we're a big proponent of uh, parents need to parent all the time we always tell ourselves that yeah we're examples for our children we gotta make sure that you know we keep we're the ones that need to keep our children in check there's nobody else is gonna do it besides us and, and if we don't do it nobody else will and then yeah I agree there is a level of entitlement there that we don't want to pass on to our children we don't want to give them an opportunity to feel like they can go do whatever they want, wherever they want, whenever they want, because it's just not like that. The world is just not like that.
2: So. Absolutely, and 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 just to kind of echo what you're saying there, even you know I alluded to getting rid of like children's menus. You know what's wrong with going into a restaurant? What a, a friend of mine owns a restaurant and he refuses to have a kids menu, and I'm like, well, what do you do? He's like, I'll tell you what, you can have anything on my menu, fifty percent off and half the portion. Yeah. That's awesome. And this awesome. is how you and this is how you teach kids. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? You're right because they don't have to necessarily have the power to dictate, I'm going to have chicken fingers and mac and cheese and hot dogs in a restaurant that never serves that stuff. Yeah. Spend a little time talking about the food. Yeah. Spend a little bit of time, you know, asking questions of, hey, you know what? This they don't have, you know, chicken fingers here, but they have grilled chicken and they have this roasted chicken with these Spend a little time, rather than here. Just eat this, so you'll shut up, and I can do my thing over here. Yeah. I kind of like his philosophy. You know what? It, it goes a long way, and you know we all know that stories are told through through food, and you learn a lot about you know culture through cuisine. Take the opportunity. You know. You know, gasp, you know, spend time engaging your child. Yeah. You know,
1: we like a, a, a kind of a related story on that. Me and Rachel, as a married couple, we like to go out to dinner um, every once in a while. When we get a free kidless evening, we'll get dressed up and we'll go out to uh, we told our daughter fancy dinner. We, yeah, we go out. To we're fa- having
0: fancy dinner.
1: We're going out to fancy dinner. And we told her, but she kept saying, like, I want to go. She she likes to get dressed up. She likes to get dressed up in dresses and go out to fancy dinner. But mm-hmm. I told her that they serve purple lettuce at fancy dinner.
0: <laughs> you have <laughs> to be she... able to eat purple salad. If you can <laughs> but, uh, eat purple salad, you can go to fancy
1: dinner. She refuses to eat purple lettuce. And I was like, okay, that's fine. When you decide that you want to eat purple lettuce – then I will take you to fancy dinner. So now she has started making herself eat purple lettuce because of it, because she wants to go to fancy dinner. Yeah, it's
2: worked. See, we agree. We absolutely agree.
0: (laughs) Yeah, It's the little thing yes. uh, One of the kids asked the other day If we could have crab legs for dinner And I, you know what? Uh, yeah, we will plan for that I can plan that for a meal And you don't normally get 8 year olds asking for crab legs Like I can yeah. This is something I can get around And Uh, One of their favorite things to eat, regardless of where we are, but it's almost only always when we're having sushi, which our children eat.
1: Yeah. We have a lot of families. Miso
0: soup. They love miso soup. And they know that there is seaweed and it's made with anchovy paste. And most of the time it comes with tofu. They call it cheese we've explained what tofu is and that that is tofu if you want to call it cheese that's fine you can have the cheese out of my miso soup but they know what it is and yes you you know you teach them this and you expose them to this and that's how they learn to not be an adult that only eats chicken nuggets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what you don't want to be is an adult that eats mac and cheese and chicken nuggets.
2: And and you know, there are a lot of them. (laughs) There are so many adults that eat mac and cheese and chicken nuggets and there's nothing wrong with those things, but you have to eat more than that. Hey, I'm, I'm down with the kids. Let's go get some miso soup. I'm happy to do it.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Hey, so speaking of fancy dinner and, and, and a little bit of why you're here this afternoon or uh, evening, um, hanging out with, this because we all we're all doing it this week all of us friends when when this comes out you're gonna you're gonna be ha- you're gonna have fat had, and happy yeah, you're gonna have had uh Thanksgiving dinner or or maybe going to another Thanksgiving dinner over the weekend so uh, we brought chef on tonight to like hey uh like hey let's talk a little bit of Thanksgiving dinner Jeff can you give us any kind of hints or tips on let's talk about the after Thanksgiving dinner meal like uh, like all the leftovers you have in our fridge what do we do with
2: them Jeff? wow well i I would be remiss if i didn't start off with like a food safety thing first off so the first thing is and i I see this a lot i'm I'm obviously a member of a bunch of different food forums on on facebook and whatnot um there's a lot of misinformation on food safety but i'll tell you this seven days at 41 degrees and then throw it out you know if you have something that's in your refrigerator hanging out for two or three weeks um Get rid of that. So if you're if you're real careful with your turkey, um, you know, it doesn't mean that it can't go bad, but more often than not, you won't get sick from it if it's cooked and, and cooled properly. So seven days at 41 degrees. So let me start off with that little tasty yeah. morsel there. Yeah.
1: Rachel's very hard on me oh, about yeah. it. She just throws it out. And she, she always says, David, if you're even in doubt
0: for when a split doubt, second, throw, throw it out.
2: It out. Yeah. Sure. I well, and, and then... Uh, I'll give you another really great tip, and and it sounds a little nerdy. Okay, it sounds a lot nerdy. Keep a sharpie and a roll of masking tape by your refrigerator, and when you put something in the refrigerator, Mark just put it. the put the date on it. Yeah. You know, okay. um, either the date that you that you put it in there or the date that you're throwing it away, and that way you, there's no guessing. Um, you know, I, I've worked with professional chefs, and they go, "Oh, I smelled it; it was fine. Nobody can no. get sick from it." That does not work. <laughs> Bacteria are not, they do not smell things can go bad but you can still get sick even if they haven't necessarily visibly turned so yeah. keep that in mind you know there's a there we're in the midst of a huge lettuce recall i don't know how many people are aware of but romaine coming out of salinas I know. california I know. you know that's an e coli uh piece and i will tell you what e coli um is is nasty that's not something that you don't ever want to play with it. And, and, um, and healthy adults, it often does kidney damage. And unfortunately in, in, younger children, it can, it can more often than not be fatal. Um, yeah. and E, e- coli is not something you can see, smell, or taste. So just, just don't. So don't. So that, no, that's not fun. Thanksgiving stuff. <laughs> that's the, that's the serious <laughs> side of it. Um, But it's all
1: something that we deal with. We all deal with that. We all, we're all going to have leftovers. We're all going to be fat and happy right about this time. And we're putting stuff in our fridge. Yeah. That's good stuff. Like, yeah, let's market and and make sure that. Yeah. 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 I
0: usually do the day of the week so that I know, you know, each Monday, each Tuesday, each Wednesday, whatever. And even with meats, I'm a little bit more strict. I, if I make it to seven days, there's, it was probably like grilled hot dogs or hamburgers or something it wasn't yeah. you know i'm i'm usually like two or three days and i'm done if it's meat um, sure yeah but uh uh, yeah, mark it, and you can, throw it out. Yeah, it's just you can somewhat.
2: even get the kids involved. You can do, you know, different colored stickers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, put a blue sticker on. So we know when, you know, the next blue day comes around, we have to throw it out and, yeah. you know, you can get the kids involved and all that stuff. But, oh, yeah. you know, food safety is a pretty nasty thing and you hear about it in the restaurants all the time, but you don't hear about all the incidents happening in, in from home. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's not fun. Thanksgiving leftover talk, mm-hmm. but Hey, there you go.
0: It's important.
2: It is. It is. As far as like you, Using leftovers and whatnot, gosh, there's so much that you can do. I mean, the, the obvious with the turkey is, you know, from turkey pot pie and and that, that's already pre-made. You've got all your components already done. Use a, a frozen pie crust. You've got your turkey. You've got leftover gravy. You've got some stuffing. You fold the three together so you've got a, a nice thickened mixture. You oh, can throw wow. some of the leftover peas, some of the roasted potatoes. That put is Put a pie awesome. crust on top and stick it in the oven, and you're done. Set it and forget it. Oh,
0: wow. I never... Thank you. Now we're making turkey pot pie. <laughs> David's never... is... <laughs> David's in. You
1: just blew my mind.
2: <laughs> there you <laughs> And so uh-huh. while we're talking food safety, so here's another one, okay, um, once you reheat leftovers, that's it. You cannot reheat things a second time.
0: Okay, that's, so that's, once
2: it's, that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's another thing with David and I. He wants to, oh, you know, oh, you can reheat it two or three times. Nope. <laughs>
2: you really can't. You know, the the, the litmus test is, you know, would I serve it to myself? You know, m- most often, yeah, I probably would, but, you know, if, if you're dealing with, with feeding it to other people, you, there's a risk. There, there there, truly is a risk. So if you make your turkey pot pie and you don't eat it all, throw that's it out.
0: Yeah. Okay,
2: It's got to go. It's got to go. Um, yeah.
0: So you can freeze stuff after the first cook too, like depending on what it is. For uh, sure. Yeah, we, we've frozen turkey in the past. My grandma always made um, okra turkey and rice soup. That was our Friday or Saturday meal. After thanksgiving. after thanksgiving yeah okay. which she took she took that recipe to the grave with her i'm sure i can find some kind of southern okra rice and turkey soup recipe somewhere um but that was our staple and we have a neighbor that always makes turkey and stuffing stuffed shells and this that was a new thing for me when she told me about that one and I thought, oh, that would be interesting. You know, do you just take your your, uh, jumbo shell, cook your jumbo shells, and uh, shred up your turkey and fold it in with gravy and stuffing and stuff your shells with it and put more gravy over the top and bake it off. And it sounds delicious. Yeah.
2: It sounds great. It sounds like you'll need a nap afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds great.
0: (laughs) But, Yeah.
2: No, that sounds great. I mean, there's there's so much you can do. I mean, yeah. you take a lot of times like leftover mashed potatoes. If you take your your turkey poolings, if you will, fold it together with your turkey mashed potatoes. And you can pan fry those and do like a play on turkey croquettes. Okay. Uh, yeah. And then you, you have your gravy, so you can put that over the top. I mean, and quite honestly, the second and third day after Thanksgiving,
0: you don't I don't really
2: know about you, but I'm sick look of looking China. at that stuff. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm uh, like I'm I'm ready for some like Chinese food or some yeah. pizza. Yeah. Like enough with the turkey, you yeah. know. Um. And, you know there's no rules anymore as far as you know what you eat there, there's so many you know kind of multi-ethnic celebrations that you can really jazz up the Thanksgiving table and I know we're we're going out on the air you know a, a little bit after Thanksgiving but you know duck is super cool you don't you know you don't have to do turkey okay. you can do really cool chicken you can go vegetarian I think having a vegetarian celebration is like a super cool idea because yeah. you know you 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 feel a certain way after having that great big meal like when i say a certain way that's normally like you're exhausted and you feel yeah. like you need a nap you know food physiologically should make you feel good you know if you, if yeah. you're eating a good meal it should you know it, it should warm your your tummy as well as your your head and you know those you were just mentioning a you know a recipe from from grandma and that's that's a cool thing that's part of your trigeminal response system which is just a fancy way of saying you store really cool memories based on smell and flavor yeah so food should should make you feel good. You know, it should be that little internal belly hug. And if you're just eating so much, you know, everybody talks about, you know, I saw the latest meme, you know, next Wednesday, turn your your scales back 15 pounds. You know, if, that. <laughs> if, if you're eating like that and you feel awful afterwards, eh, it's not really the best thing. You know, you want to want to feel good. You know, you want to make it through the, the parade that's on TV and you want to get up at, you know two o'clock in the morning to hit the black Friday sales or not. Um, but you know, it, it, it should, it should, it should make you feel good and you should generate some really cool memories. And, you know, if you're just like feeling like a beached whale afterwards, you know, maybe taking, you know, one less, you know, pound of mashed potatoes, you know, take that off your plate or, or like I say, go, go vegetarian, you know, try a meatless celebration for once. It's, it's actually pretty cool. You know, it's a pretty thing.
1: Yeah, we started doing the Meatless Mondays, and we really enjoy that. Like, it's it's a nice break from...
0: I like how it's... We say Meatless Monday, but inevitably, there's also another day in the week where yeah. I don't cook meat as our protein either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, yeah.
2: You know tying, tying the whole restaurant thing into that, you know there there's been a movement over the last about four or five years where it's not vegetarian but it's veg forward or veg centric where you're using protein as more the flavoring element and 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 you're not avoiding meat but you're focusing more on the vegetables and i think that's kind of a great way of eating and again the environmental impact you know we know yeah. that you know, beef produces so much you know carbon dioxide and and there's all these you know you know Uh, methane and all these, these really bad things, plus shipping that stuff all over the place really impacts the environment, you know, that to, to take on, you know, more vegetables in our diets, listen, we can all afford to be a little bit healthier, um, and you can still bring a lot of flavor. And I'm not talking about the, you know, the, the, the meat alternatives, you know, the, the, that, that big burger chain that's doing the um, fake burger, Um, you know, you
0: might say it's impossible.
2: (laughs) You (laughs) might, you (laughs) might (laughs) might just say that. Uh,
1: It's a king of a restaurant.
2: (laughs) It is. It is. It (laughs) is. yeah uh, uh, uh. Uh, you know, anyway. but, but I think if you're, if you're a hardcore vegetarian or, or even vegan you don't necessarily want to eat something called a burger you want to eat something called vegetables yeah. and I don't think that you necessarily have to substitute something just for the sake of substituting and I was listening to a really great vegan podcast the other day and they were talking about vegan calamari and I'm like oh that sounds really cool what are they doing and here it's like breaded and fried oyster mushrooms and I'm like that's a really cool concept but why call it calamari why don't we just call it breaded and fried like oyster, oyster mushrooms, mushrooms. Yeah. you know it doesn't have to be something else it has to be just what it is yeah. um, and that might be splitting hairs but I think if you're if you're a vegetarian especially for humanitarian reasons you don't want to eat a vegetable burger you don't want to eat yeah. you know fake calamari you want to eat fried mushrooms and yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with that
1: Agreed. Agreed. So as we get into the holiday season, any kind of uh, tips, uh, holiday tips or uh, let's say celebrating uh, maybe with a group of friends or any kind of advice you can give for uh, that particular area of what we're all going to be experiencing here in the next couple of few weeks?
2: Oh, absolutely. I think one of my favorite elements of, of holiday entertaining and cooking for the holidays is absolutely not having a meal. No. What, is, what does that mean? Um, all, all the fun side dishes, all the fun appetizers, all the fun desserts, but not focusing on the center of the plate. You know, the, I think the best meal, you know, even for Thanksgiving for a Christmas celebration is normally had while standing in the kitchen, making the meal. So just avoid that part, no. you know, have all the cool little tasty bits and, and whatnot. Um, and you don't need to wait for this large, you know, roast to hit the table that people are gonna pick at because they've already got, you know, four pounds of, of cheese and, and really good bread. You know, I I, I think that is a fun approach to a meal. Um, it takes a little bit of the burden off. You, you can uh, again mix some cultures up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's fun shopping that way. You know, you find yourself a good farmer's market, or you know, I'm very fortunate in this area. We have the uh, the Reading Terminal Market in Philadelphia that has arguably some of the best cheeses around, and dried meats, and breads, and fruits, and vegetables. And you just do a charcuterie board, or a Mediterranean board, or a grazing board, and and have at it. That's to me, that's just so much fun, and you're going to please everybody you've yeah. got somebody that's vegetarian done vegan done a carnivore done and then you're done and it's yeah. and that, that that's just the best meal i've always thought uh, my my pipe dream is to open a restaurant that sells appetizers and desserts and that's it <laughs> yeah that's, that's, the best that's awesome one. It's the best part of the meal.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just had Friendsgiving and I'll, yeah, you're right. I mean, we had ten people standing around the 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 table there where all the uh vegetables and I made uh hummus. I learned how to make hummus, homemade hummus for the you know, uh, I have my own little We've hummus. From, it. Yeah, I have my own little recipe now. I learned what uh tahini is and I didn't know what it was and why it's to,
0: very important it. in it's hummus. Very important in hummus. <laughs> very <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, everybody's, uh, sampling the, the spinach dip and the hummus. And, you know, by the time you got to the meal, the fr- turkey meal, you're right. You didn't want to, you didn't really, wanna, it. you didn't really no. want to eat because you just got done stuffing yourself with, uh, All vet, the other cucumbers and hummus, yeah. you know,
2: I agree a thousand percent. And I think yeah. that's just such a fun way to eat. And again, you're going to make everybody happy, yeah. you know? Uh, gluten free. We haven't even talked about gluten free. I mean, you you can absolutely accommodate those folks. You know, that's a huge dietary movement right now. One in five people is going to identify as gluten free within the next twelve to sixteen months. It's an industry trend. You know, so if you don't have you know this this big hulking meal, you just have all the good pickings, then you've got a great meal.
0: Yeah, I have a fantastic gluten free peanut butter cookie that I make. I actually made them last week.
1: I, I like having fun with those people. Like the the you you caught the celiac. You got it, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> it's just a joke. Like I, I totally understand. Everybody eats. Yes, yeah, some you know, people you, need. Yeah, to some people free. need to. But I always just say, oh, you you can't eat bread. You got the celiac, don't you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: and, that, and that and that's a pretty big one. You know, there's there's a lot of research yeah. <laughs> that goes into like gluten free dining and whatnot. And
0: oh yeah. <laughs> My you know, my cousin is so I've seen yeah. it yes yeah
1: but I'll be honest oh, with cool. you you take the bread out you really do start feeling better you start like you just take the bread off your hamburger one time like for a week or two weeks just take just cut those bread just cut it right out of the the white bread the sliced white bread oh that you have on your sandwich it's every day it's junk you feel but it
0: tastes so good
1: yeah it tastes it good it does but, but you feel so much better when you start cutting that stuff out yeah or just you just feel healthier yeah I've
0: I've been doing uh, like bunless burgers for years, and a lot of times people would look at me like I was crazy. You know, just wrap it in lettuce. Um, but here's the thing: I don't feel miserable by the time I'm done with my burger. And here they finish their burger, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I feel miserable."
2: I and that and that's exactly what we were talking about earlier. Food should yeah. make you feel good. Yeah. You know, food should have an effect on you that again, not only does it fill your belly, but you should feel a certain way, you know, and we know that it does that. We know that when you eat chocolate, you feel a certain way. or When you drink copious amounts of coffee, you feel a certain way. Um, you know, if you feel lousy, you got to look at what you're doing. I, I saw a great little piece the other day and it said, you know, Going to the hospital isn't health care. That's sick care. What you put in your body day to day for that's your meals, healthcare. that's health care. Yeah. And that's kind of profound. You know, that's kind of like, okay, maybe I need to step back, you know. And, and, I, and I hate to keep kind of jumping up and down on it. But when I was in Italy, you know, they don't play with their food. There's GMOs and, you know, a lot of the modified foods. They just—they're not allowed. And I'll tell you—you you do feel different. You know, even the animals look different. When you see a chicken in Europe and you see an animal uh, chicken here, it's like they don't look the same. And I'm like, that's not right. Like that's—we're—we're we're, we're definitely taking it to a different place. And yes, food is expensive, but food should be expensive for a reason. And you know, I, a lot of the issues you see with—you know—for instance, celiacs and, and and the gluten here doesn't exist elsewhere right you know you've got to take your foot off the gas for a minute and go why is this happening you know as much as you think you can clean eat you're you're not you, you, I, I truly feel that you're not able to clean eat here just because we do so much to our food chain and it's it's noticeable it truly is noticeable
1: that, awesome um, Thanks Jim thanks so much for coming on I lo- love the conversation. I always love hanging out with you thank you It really means a lot to us.
2: Especially not... Well, um- the- Happy to do it. It's fun. I get to ramble and, you know, get to hear it again and again and again.
1: <laughs> Especially tonight. Like we had a, a friend that w- like couldn't make it and we called you last minute and it, uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on it. it oh, means
2: happy, to, yeah. happy to do it.
1: Happy to do it. <laughs> so I have a song here. Um, so me and Rachel like to read song lyrics to each other. And it has to be uh, the rules to our song lyric game is it has to be like a top 40 song and um, you have to like, when the music comes on the radio, you have to know all the words to the lyrics or all the words to the songs and not know how you know all the words to the song. Like, just start singing and you're like, wow, how do I know all this, you know? And of course, you know all of it because it's a good song and you've heard it a million times. So, um, but when you take the words out of context when you take when the,
0: david reads <laughs> the lyrics yeah when i read the lyrics <laughs> it
1: turns into like
0: oh what the is most that? I've abstract been... <laughs> sentence you've ever heard in your life
1: so uh, here we go so this week's song is uh something that uh i feel like you will get but maybe not so anyways uh yo it's about that time to bring forth the rhythm and the rhyme. I'ma get mine, so you get yours. I wanna see sweat coming out your pores. On the house tip, is how I'm swinging this. Strictly hip hop, boy. I ain't singing this. Bringing back, bringing this to the entire nation, black, white, red, brown. Feel.
0: Are you sure this was yeah. on the charts?
1: Yeah, feel the vibration.
0: <gasps> it's uh, Marky Mark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Marky it Mark. It took that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it did.
1: Yeah, it, as soon as you say vibration, good vibration. Yeah, it's Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, a good vibration. Such
0: a good vibe. Yeah, it came but up. I don't know if I like. I'm sure that there are words up to that <laughs> point. I probably just mumbled them <laughs> when so I'm singing along. It
1: came on the radio. And I found myself washing my hands again, because I always hear these songs in the bathroom. And uh, it came on the radio. And I was going to town. I was singing everything. And, like, I found myself doing a little spin-around move. Like, I had my hands (laughs) underneath the water. And then I stepped back and did a little Marky Mark spin-around. And then I put my hands back under washing. And I was like... Dancing (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, my goodness. What an iconic song. What an iconic... You know, and then yeah. plus it's it, like and of course, Mark Wahlberg like transformed his identity from uh singer to like actor to restaurant mogul, right,
0: Mark Wahlberg can do whatever <laughs> he wants to do <laughs> i we still haven't eaten at his restaurant, yeah, we happen to have one near where yeah. we live, yeah.
1: So thank you, friends. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We're so grateful. Thank you to Chef Jim. At Chef Jim Talk, right?
2: Chef and, Talk Jim.
1: Oh, Chef Talk Jim, yeah. yeah. At yep. Chef Talk chef Jim. Talk. Look him up. His stuff is always so beautiful. When his book comes out, make sure you go uh, buy it, buy all his stuff, stop by his restaurant, tell him you heard him on uh, uh, from us. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Chef. Beautiful man. Please go find him. <laughs>
2: Well, thanks for having me. That's a lot of fun, as always.
1: Yeah. Um, Please, friends, uh, rate, review, subscribe anywhere you download podcasts. It just means the world to us. It helps us out in so many different ways. Um, Your first time listening, please try three uh, Friends Tell Friends. If you've been listening to us for a while, there's nothing that grows our audience more than Friends Tell Friends. Um, If. If you if you are listening to us, we consider you a friend, and we want to be friends with your friends. So friends sell friends, and um, yeah, I'd like to take a moment and say thank you, thank you to you listening right now, friend. Thank you, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you again, Chef Talk at Chef Talk Jim. Uh, did I say that right? Yeah. 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 Uh, thank you to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, th- thank you to. I'd like to take a moment and say thank you to Team Tech and Team Sound and Team Music for doing all the things that you do, so we can do the things that we do. And thank you to R.
0: Thanks D. For
1: a beautiful week.
0: Thanks for two.
1: Thank you. It is. <laughs> it is a Thanksgiving type week. <laughs> I am giving
0: thanks. <laughs> So funny. We love
1: all our friends.
0: And that means you. And we
1: hope you enjoy our
0: podcast too.
1: But don't believe anything you say. We're all
0: bullshit today.
1: Because we'll do asked.